2: A feminist that works for a non-profit that is a hunter that has only eaten wild game for the last 20 years is likely not the thing that people think about when it comes to a hunter. Alright, now I sound good. I think you sound good, right? I hope I sound good. Alright, so... True or false? These safari conventions, Safari Club International Convention, is for rich white dudes only, right? false
0: a big giant false really absolutely when you have a name like safari club international it's very easy to think safari africa that's what it's all about and therefore anything in africa must be expensive therefore it can be rich exactly so not true and it's not true on a multitude of levels it's it's not true because not all african safaris are expensive Mm -hmm. some are some aren't right It's also because less than half of the members of Safari Club and the attendees at convention have ever gone to or will ever go to
2: Africa. So why is there a moniker tied to Africa then? Is it just the name? Is it just the the word Safari? I think it's a combination of the name and the
0: history because originally, yes, that was kind of the impetus 50 years ago. It was people who did those kinds of adventures, got together and said, hey, we need to have a forum. We need to have a place to mm-hmm. share experiences and stories and compare, you know, notes. Right. So, yeah, it started What went way. right, what didn't go right. Right. Who'd you like, who don't you like. Exactly. Okay. And where do I go to find a, an adventure like that? Okay. And you got to remember back in those days, I mean, a safari was really very affordable, uh, you know, shooting something like a, a a big five animal mm-hmm. was less than five hundred dollars. Gotcha. So, and the travel wasn't that expensive, you know. Gotcha. It's, it's increased in price, and that price has been kind of a, uh, it's been a focus on a lot of hunters saying, "Hey, look, I can't afford to do a hundred thousand dollar hunt." Well, not many people can. No, not many can, People can do a hundred thousand dollar anything. Right. But a Tanzanian safari where it's 21 days and you've got a big five license and, you know, you've got all the concession uh, fees and, and the costs of doing a safari, I think, are always considered to be costs that, that are for the animal and, and meaning for the hunter's collection of a species. Mm-hmm. And so often we forget about. Those costs often go to conservation programs, Mm -hmm. community improvement, habitat improvement, and all the other things, which
2: is what we stand for. But I would say that that is, you know, I'll take me as an example. I have been to one SCI convention. Never had any brothers to go. I went because we were asked to film Mm -hmm. someone. Got to experience it. I loved it. I loved the convention feel. Like I, you know, I. My background's a little different obviously coming into this country didn't wasn't a hunter didn't know sei didn't know dallas safari club didn't know any of the shows didn't know the show circuit and it's um it is an experience in that from a from a newbie's perspective and i i can totally call myself a newbie Mm -hmm. that it's a wondrous experience because you just you've got this the showroom floor that is that'll take you if you do it methodically take you a couple of hours, maybe the whole day to get through. Right, And there's wonders of the world that you would never be able to see on that showroom floor. Like, not that you would want, you, don't, you may want to book a hunt, but I think the misnomer is just what you said, is that this convention is only for those folks oh. who want to book a $100,000 hunt.
0: And very often we see people that, may someday be able to book a $100,000 hunt. There may not be there yet, but when they go there, you just spark the thought, and that is you can see it. Well, I can go on my computer screen, and I can look up pictures, but when I go to that convention and I see those same pictures, those animals, as trophy mounts, the, the displays, thousands of exhibitors and, and booths and, and experiences all over the world, and most importantly, I can look into the eyes of the guy that I'm going to spend my hard-earned dollars with and I'm going to spend my time with and he's going to show me a part of the world I'm never otherwise going to see Mm -hmm. and I'm going to spend that time with him we're going to become friends and more than likely lifelong friends Mm -hmm. that experience that chance to meet him personally shake his hand look in his eyes I know that when I arrive in Johannesburg or Dar es Salaam or anywhere in the world the guy's going to be right there at the airport saying welcome and he's going to have a truck, and he's going to have some people with him, and he's going to pick me up and take me on an adventure. And probably do that until he drops me back off at the airport and wishes me well and says, I can't wait to see you at the convention. Right. And that's what happens. It's, it's a convention where friendships continue. Yes, there's camaraderie and there's fellowship. Yes, there's the, the international spectacle. It's a marketplace, of course. But it's also... It's also a fellowship of people that are not just like-minded but have the same kinds of passion about doing the things for wildlife that we all know hunting does. Mm -hmm. And I I really like the fact that there are seminars. Yes, there's entertainment, there's fun, camaraderie, there's celebrities and spectacles all throughout the show floor for four days. But at the end of the day, it's the ultimate marketplace. It's the place where I can find what resonates with me and what we're finding
2: is some people come just for the fine art. Some come for the because you know, alt- I think nobody realizes what this marketplace actually is. Right. The, the first perception would be, okay, there's probably you know, a couple hundred African outfitters and you're going to book with them. Right. Mm-hmm. Which just couldn't be further from the truth. No, not at all. I mean, there's, there's
0: white tail hunters and sheep hunters. There's Ibex hunters and... And hunters throughout the world that have a complete passion and focus, and probably some of the finest outfitters in the world from, let's say, the South Pacific. You're going to find all the finest outfitter from New Zealand are there. Mm. And while they may be in Australia, and Australia, and and, wherever they potentially
2: else could hunt, right? Asia, Europe. I mean,
0: they might be in a friendly kind of competition towards each other, which really goes to kind of a fair freedom in. This is what we can provide, and here's our prices. Mm-hmm. So if I'm a, a, a member and I come there and I want to see what you know, Shane provides me, I go to the other guy and say, what can you provide me? And then I get to make the decision as to who I want to hunt with. And some want to go with you know, the first guy, and some want to go with the second guy. Everybody has a different preference in where they, what kind of experience they want. Right. And so it's nice that you can have a comparative analysis of what's available to you.
2: I think you can also add another thing on top of that, which is typically in your buying experience, you may have done your work, you might might have done your research already and been able to do a comparative analysis. Right. But what you don't get typically and you do get at these conventions is, oh, you're sitting at the bar after a long day and all of a sudden the guy that you were sp- speaking with earlier that day comes up. And it's not business, it's more like, Let's talk about hunting adventures. Right. And so you get to know the person a little bit better, right? And sort of and that sort of sometimes could tweak your your decision too whether or not, man, I really got on with that guy. Right. Or man, I did not get on with I did not get along with that guy. Right.
0: Well, and the other factor for all these conventions is that in each case we vet our outfitters, make sure that they are honorable, uh, polite and, and respectful people that will honor their word. When you're shopping on the internet or you're just shopping anywhere, you're gonna get what what you get. Some will say, "Well, you get what you pay for." We don't think of it like that. We think of it like we want to make sure that when you spend your hard-earned money with our exhibitors, our outfitters, our artists, our firearm manufacturers, that they honor their word and make sure that you get everything you deserve, everything you've paid for, Mm -hmm. and usually more, Mm -hmm. because they're good people that care about the mission where the dollars go for. You know, we got to. Member and never forget this is a nonprofit. Nobody's taking home the, the the change. Right, it goes to conservation. It right. goes to programs that help advocacy and protect the freedom to hunt. That's what we're all about. Right,
2: right, yeah. right. So in terms of the marketplace, getting back to the marketplace, mm-hmm. what are kind of what are the, some of the things you mentioned? Obviously, we have hunting outfits from all over the world. You name the corner, you probably have one. Iceland, Finland, Argentina, Australia, New Zealand. Kyrgyzstan, Spain, Italy, Romania, Tajikistan, Serbia, United, Russia, Hungary, you name it. Right. It's there. What else is there? upland upland bird hunting, upland bird hunting, waterfowl hunting,
0: fishing, fly fishing, um just about any kind of outdoor adventure that involves hunting, and we think of hunting sometimes as, you know, when it's Safari Club International, SCI, you think of it as big game only.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Hunting's hunting. Mm-hmm. And in some cases... Even if you're underwater. Even if you're underwater. And that's one of my favorites. That's, uh, I love spearfishing. There is something for everyone there, and usually lots of it. It's not like there's just one or two. We have a whole area that's just for firearms.
2: And right. And it's fine firearms. It's...
0: Everything you could yeah, imagine. Yeah, it's the
2: $150,000 side-by-side to the... To the
0: $1,500 custom rifle that's manufactured lightweight so that a sheep hunter has mm-hmm. less to carry when he goes up that mountain. Right. But it works, mm-hmm. and it's well-designed. It's custom-made for hunters that really want camo manufacturers, clothing, right. you know, paintings, bronzes. And a lot of apparel that you wouldn't think of finding. Furniture Not, and yes, stuff like that too, right? Yeah, furniture, furnishings, clothing, coolers, you know, knives. There's even beef jerky salesmen. <laughs> yeah. So there's all kinds of stuff to find there and different outfitters that are exhibitors that provide, in every single case, also donations. Mm-hmm. I think that's important for an attendee at convention to understand in all these conventions a lot of the outfitters will come in and say, L- we are so confident in our product and our service that we're going to donate some of it and you can sell it at your auctions. So you'll have day and evening auctions going along and somebody might say, hey, look, this is a really good value. I'm getting a, a tremendous value. We want them to support the cause and support the outfitter by paying fair market value or more. We're right. a fundraiser. right? And so when people say, well, you guys are awful focused on the money. Yeah, because we have a mission. Right. To do. But at the same time, these people are going to find some incredible values. Most of the outfitters will have convention specials on whatever it is they provide. Yep. So when you try those, those products, they're so confident in your enjoyment and fulfillment of what it is you're getting that you get it there and you'll come back for more. Mm-hmm. We find people return to the convention on a regular basis, maybe not every year, but at least every other year or every three years. That's
2: the average. So next convention is in? Is in Las
0: Vegas, Nevada on January 19th. It's, it's at Mandalay Bay. So six months from now. Well, I don't know when this podcast will drop, sir. So. Okay. Yeah. January of 22, it'll be the 50th anniversary of SCI. Okay. And so we're going to do some special things this year that we've yeah, never so done So why before.
2: would somebody, if they've never attended an SCI, decide, okay, this is the year that I think I'm going to go to Vegas because if you think that SCI is
0: going to go all out on its 50th anniversary, you'd be right. Okay. That would be one reason. Okay. I wouldn't want to miss a 50th anniversary of anybody. If, it's, if you're going out and we are big time with fun, adventure, celebrities, a full show floor. We're almost sold out on the show floor already. Wow. We want attendees to come and enjoy this. And, and in a lot of cases, people say, well, wait a minute. It's going to cost me quite a bit to fly to las vegas Mm -hmm. a hotel room and at mandalay bay and some food most of the people that do come find they if they if they're buying a hunt or two or any kinds of products they're going to save money off what they would otherwise spend at buying it let's just say at retail online yeah yeah it's it's a value that works out especially for those and this is where we get Back to your reputation. If somebody is buying a $50,000 hunt or let's say $50,000 worth of hunts, mm-hmm. if you're there, you're bidding on some auction items, you're working directly with the outfitters, not only do you have the confidence and comfort of buying what you expect to buy and knowing you're buying the right thing from the right person, you also know that you're getting the value that you can possibly get. And you, you're customizing. Very often, these items are customized, it, whether it's a custom gun or a custom hunt. Yeah. You're getting exactly what you want.
2: It's worth the trip. Well, you know, I plan to attend, um, and I hope others, you know, give some thought to attending. I don't think I've ever actually been in Vegas. No, I lie. I've been in Vegas once, but it was a shot show, and it was, you know. Yeah. It's probably going to be the same, you know, when you go to a place for a thing, like convention, Right. Right you typically don't ever see daylight for 4 days cuz you stay in the hotel you go to the convention floor you go back to your hotel right and that's start, about it you start hearing casino noises
0: in your sleep right but this year will be the last year that SCI will be in Las Vegas from that point forward we're going to Nashville for the next 3 oh, nice. years it's going to be a different environment there. Definitely different environment, and we're really more building accessible environment, it. I would think. Right, but this year in Vegas, we're overlapping with the NSSF's Shot Show. Okay, so there will be a, a few days of overlap there. There'll be more hunters, shooters, sportsmen in Las Vegas that week than probably ever before in history. Wow! Yeah, so it'll be a good time to come to Las Vegas.
2: Okay. Yeah. Any last words? Any last pitch for someone who's like mm, maybe? Well, Maybe not.
0: I, I, I am absolutely certain there will be some very interesting people there. I'm sure Tucker Carlson will be there and sharing some stories with us. Okay. There will be several different politicians, celebrities. In fact, we've got some new folks that have shown a, a renewed interest in SCI, okay. including some, some buyers, some contributors, some outfitters that are saying, I'm coming back. Mm. So I think coming out of COVID, With SCI doing everything it can to support our exhibitors, we're doing a lot, a lot more than most know, doing everything we can. I think the exhibitors want to know that the industry is still alive and well. And as we look at our chapters and all that's going on in this country and around the world, chapters are doing well. People are tired of sitting at home. They're excited to get together. They're excited to go out and continue on their, call it bucket list or their adventure list of what it is they want to do. And while you might have been waiting to ever go to Africa, let's Mm -hmm. say, Mm -hmm. maybe now's the time to say, let's do this.
2: Or maybe COVID has kicked everyone on the butt and say, maybe we should stop pushing things off and just go do things that we want to do. Right.
0: Well, I've never met anybody that's gone to Africa on a hunt on a safari and said, well, I don't want to do that again.
2: <laughs> that is very true. <laughs> they Once do it, it gets again. under your skin, it certainly it, it, it gets buried there. Right. Well, then that's part of
0: what hunting's all about. It's getting that in your blood. Mm-hmm. It's, it's kind of the origin of where this passion comes from. Exactly. No
2: pun intended. Well, uh, <laughs> thanks, Mike. Thanks for the encouraging words and the inspiration to those that are listening to take a leap. Yeah, go take to a Vegas. Leap. Go to
0: Vegas. Go go to a show and experience and support these outfitters. They've hung in there through COVID. Mm-hmm. We. Need I think that's to the most them. important point. I think that it is, really, is. if
2: you're going to do it for any reason, do it for these guys that have their livelihoods exactly. nearly tanked. Yes, across the world, some of them have tanked. But those ones that have survived, and go show them some love and go experience what they have to offer.
0: Book a hunt. Bring a friend. And and book a hunt for you and a friend, a wife, a family member, a friend. It doesn't matter. But go experience something with these outfitters. You'll be supporting them. Mm -hmm. You'll be gaining an adventure that you'll never forget. Mm -hmm. And you'll meet new people, new friends that will become part of your history. Mm -hmm. And that's what life's all about. Life's happening while you're... uh, busy making plans let's go let's that's get right. there
2: all right i look forward to it hey thank well you. that's appreciate it for it. today i appreciate you listening as always leave a review share it with your friends and most importantly do what's right to convey the truth around hunting